Welcome back to season three of Since Y'all Don't Read. How's everybody doing? I feel like I need like some air horns or something. Burr, 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 burr. I am so glad to be back in the chair and interviewing amazing black women. And before we hop into the first of many really, really fun, but also very informative interviews, I want to set the tone for what to expect this season. So, of course, we'll have experts like Dr. Kenyatta come back and talk about some of the things emerging in public health right now, like polio is on the rise or just popping up slowly. But then also we have things like monkeypox and we're still, you know, living in COVID times and how to kind of move while we're experiencing all of these unprecedented times. (laughs) But um The overarching theme for me, at least, is living a soft life. And, you know, for those that haven't been under a rock and you've seen kind of this hashtag and this trend over social media, you'll see soft life, soft life, soft life. And I think it's something that black women especially should be embodying right now more than ever. And really, that is just living a life of ease that's less resistant, getting in touch with our feminine side and really just embracing life without necessarily chasing those accolades or the things that may define us by society. Um, Really just, you know, living in your truth, uh, journeying through self-care, however that looks, all of those things are what the soft life for me really are about. So I'm excited to indulge in those conversations while also just meeting some really amazing folks. And of course, if this is your first time listening, I moved to the Pacific Northwest last year. So in that transition, I have just been embracing everything about the culture, but also I've met some pretty cool folks along the way. And so I'm excited to have some new faces this season, as well as some returners. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoy all that's to come. And without further ado, we will jump right into episode one. Welcome to another episode of Since Y'all Don't Read. I'm your host, Mia Chantel, and this week I have the privilege of interviewing Ebene. Ebene, how are you? I am so good. How are you? I am all right. So before we jump into everything, I am excited to have Ebene as a guest. I actually, she, I met her, she found me through Instagram, and this is the type of thing that I love about social media because you never know what kind of energy you're putting out into the atmosphere, but I'm always hopeful that people receive it positively and they take it and they, you know, they're, I guess, eager, excited to do something, you know, amazing. And this podcast is just one offset of that. And so having Ebony on here is for me exciting because Anybody who knows, I was like, I don't know y'all if I want to do, you know, another season. And I just kind of, I left all of my listeners hanging with second, with the second season. And when Ebene reached out to me, that was kind of like God telling me like, uh-uh-uh, like we're doing this. Right. And so I have really, you know, I, I was, I had to get myself together. I was like, okay, make a plan, figure this out. And I knew I was like, I have to make sure I have her on here. Like, 
even through the emails, y'all, her energy was just so warm and inviting. So I'm just going to give a quick little bio about Ebene. Please bear with me. Um, I got a little list going on, y'all. You know, I had some, you know, Mer Mercury was in boxer braids this week and it's just been, it's been giving <laughs> your girl some challenges. So bear with me as I go through this. But Ebene is an entrepreneur with a passion for storytelling that has inspired her to create a platform where women of color don't have to look far to see themselves. Ebene met so many women who shared their stories with her on how they overcame some of the hardest challenges on their journey, which fueled a fire and ignited Ebene to provide a space where passion, knowledge, and experiences can exist all in one. The PhD podcast interviews women anonymously who have survived addiction, overcame generational curses, and a multitude of life lessons. Ebene hopes that listening to these stories will remind the listeners that tough times don't last, but professional homegirls do. And let me tell y'all, <laughs> I love everything about this. So without further ado, I'm going to let Ebene do a little speaking. Ebene, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners kind of where you are in this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, but then also just this life journey right now. Oh my God. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I think where I'm at right now is just in a season of gratitude. I feel like I am finally starting to see the little seeds that I've been planting for a thousand years, <laughs> and now they are starting to bloom. Um, I started the PhD podcast three years ago because my grandmother transitioned, and at that time, I didn't know much about mental health. You know, mental health wasn't as attractive as it is today. So I went through like a serious depression. Like if I was to see somebody with a grandma, I would like just start crying hysterically, right? Hysterical. So um, I started going to therapy and I wanted to like, you know, find better ways for me to start my healing journey because I know that, you know, it doesn't get easier when somebody transitioned, but at least I know how to deal with it along the journey. And I was going to therapy. My therapist is amazing. And she was giving me these tools and these resources. And I just wanted to share it with other people that I know that was going through either something that was similar or something that just was really a lot to handle. And so at first when I created the platform, because I always felt like people felt so comfortable speaking to me and just sharing me, sharing with me their deepest, darkest secrets, like telling me all the tea. And I'm like, girl, that's a little too much info. <laughs> but I think that speaks a lot about my character and I think it speaks volumes. So I wanted to create a platform where women, especially women of color, can just talk their shit and just be themselves and also just pass these gems amongst each other. Because um, one of my favorite lyrics from Jay-Z is, Ho did that so you don't have to go through that. And I think a lot of times that we, the reason why we go through so much shit is because nobody's putting us on to game. Right? So... I started the platform Professional Homegirl and it was a blog, but I live in New York City. So I'm like, for one, <laughs> right, you're already laughing. One, a lot of people don't have time to be reading yes. because we just live in a fast paced um, environment. And two, a lot of people don't know how to read. <laughs> so I was like, what is a different way that I can use to like get this into people's systems and get people talking about it? And I started the podcast. And three years later, I mean, I would have never thought that one of the worst days of my life would have created so many beautiful moments. Yeah. Are you originally from New York? So I'm originally from New York, but you may hear an accent because I'm a little tired. So I was raised in Memphis, Tennessee. So when I'm tired, 
Yes. So when I'm tired, excited, or a little tipsy, <laughs> <laughs> that accent comes on out. <laughs> I love it. I was like, wait a minute now. Um, let me make sure. Hey, you know, you're you're honorary Southern girl. You know, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yes. Oh no, no, I love myself. Like I claim Memphis the day I die. I love Memphis. <laughs> no, serious, because you know, I I feel like obviously my um my mannerisms and stuff is predominantly predominantly New York because I've been here for over 10 years Mm -hmm. but like I oh my god there is no place like Memphis man I love Memphis I believe it I believe it (laughs) um okay so with doing this podcast and all the women that you've interviewed which story or which interview do you feel like has been the most transformative for you personally or has had you know the biggest impact on your life after meeting them oh my god you know nobody ever asked me that question because I feel like all of my episodes are a part of my healing journey like I see myself in every single person Mm -hmm. and or I see women that I know in every single person that I interview and I don't know like I know like certain interviews stand out the most like I know when I did the interview with um uh she's known as one of the uh she was a drug dealer in Harlem right Mm -hmm. and if you was like to listen to the episode and do your google because a lot of my listeners like they find out who it is because just by like researching whatever because you know these are like real stories and I knew I was starting to get good when she started crying and I always say especially working in a luxury um I used to work in a luxury house luxury retail store and I used to be like, damn, how are they selling so many damn purses? Like, what are we selling down their ass? And <laughs> I'm like, it's where the money at. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But one of the managers always told me that once you evoke some type of emotion out of somebody, you got it. Yeah. And this is like one of the toughest women, like woman I ever met. And when she started crying, I was like, oh, okay, bitch, you want to something. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would say, um, and then you know, I think that I don't know if there's an episode because I feel like every episode is just so different and it just brings out different part of me, different parts of me. So some episodes can be very informative, some episodes can be very entertaining. You know, I feel like um one of my favorite episodes is uh I'm a BBW porn star. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, hands down, that's like the best episode I ever did. <laughs> But it made me and it also made the listeners look at it from a different perspective because a lot of people that are doing things that we people may judge for are mm-hmm. doing it because either uh, they were sexually abused or they had to support their family. Yeah. So I always wanted to like share these stories so I can humanize these women to because I feel like we just live in such a judgmental world. Like people yeah. are so judgy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and be the main one. Girl, and be the main one. But I also feel like because of these shows, because of the episodes and the, because of the PhD podcast, you know, I feel like it does humanizes them and it also gives people hope. And I think that's the main thing. Like, I want to give people hope so that when you know you're going through something, if Shorty can make it, what you just listened to, you can make it too, because tough times don't last. Yes, that's a fact. That's a fact. What do you see the next step in your journey being? Oh my God, I have so much in store. So... <laughs> since you asked <laughs> <laughs> run down the list girl let me know tell me put it so, in when I create the podcast the next goal was to like because I'm not you're in the business of podcast too so mm-hmm. you know we're always trying to figure out ways to like 
how can we get more people to listen to our stories? How can we get more people to support us? Yeah. And what drew me to your show is I love to read. Like I am an avid reader. Like I read incomplete, a different book every week. I'm like, well, right now I'm not ready to write my New York Times bestseller. So what else can I do yeah. to like, you know, incorporate what I love to do the most? And I created this coloring book called Professional Home Girl Coloring Book. Mm-hmm. And it is just so fire. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm working on the second one. But the first one was just like, I, I really made the inner kid in me so proud. Mm-hmm. Because the coloring book for each page, there's a QR code at the bottom of it. And when you scan and listen to the QR code, it takes you to the story that goes with the page that you're coloring. Wow. Yeah. And I was able to get into eight bookstores. So you're self-publishing, I take it then. Yes. And when you say eight bookstores, are these local or are you partnering also or have like distribution with larger stores like Amazon or Barnes and Nobles? So I haven't did Amazon yet because Amazon is like a headache mm-hmm. and it's like one of those things that, you know, you can do it, but I'm one of those people that I, I I'm okay with not doing everything. So I rather somebody show me and I watch them do it and it's complete. So in this case, something happened, I know how to go back in and like fix it. Cause I do work in tech, but I don't have time to be trying to push it on Amazon. Like I'm trying to just find the right person that I feel comfortable with that can just do it for me. Um, I'm working on Barnes and Nobles, but for the most part, I am in um, Black-owned independent bookstores across the states. Listen, we're going to have to chat after. We're going to have to talk. I need a meeting of the minds. That has been, that's the next step in me publishing this coffee table book that's coming out in a few Yes, minutes. girl. And that's been the hardest part. I, I had a network in Atlanta moving out to Seattle I'm like I don't know anybody and I'm trying to build those contacts so it's so hard because I'm like where do I start like what you know and I and I, I I'm doing like a hybrid publishing so I have a publishing company that I'm working with oh amazing and come on sis listen but it's still hard because they're on the east coast and I'm right here. so it's like and we have these learning curves that we're going through together uh, with this being like the first coffee table book that they published so right uh, we yeah, have- let's connect I mean I think that's the main thing with like like I said I think that the reason why we go through so many lessons is because we're not sharing these gems you know what I'm yeah. saying so it's like in your case like I know for a fact there's only one black owned bookstore in Seattle yeah so exactly so it's like granted obviously I want to go into the bigger route and be in, be in these bigger stores but I know when I know what it feels like to like grassroots your own shit <laughs> and to get things going. So I can definitely speak to you about my experience and stuff. And, you know, and honestly, I think that sometimes we put too much, like we overthink it because in all honesty, like obviously I had a book to give to the um, bookstore, but I made sure I was cute. And I went into the bookstore, introduced myself, gave them a book and just told them about myself in the podcast. And they was like, yo, this shit is cool. Yes. I love that. Okay. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. You say you work in tech. So how does your full-time job impact your passion projects? Are you able, how are you able to balance everything? Balance? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I am really good. I have amazing, like, I'm so good at when it comes to discipline and multitasking. Mm -hmm. So, and I always been one of those girls because I also feel like entrepreneurship is so glamorized now. Like everybody Hell wants to yeah. be a boss. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, people are not being honest because entrepreneurship, shit, right? Entrepreneurship is a lot of work. And me personally, I sacrifice so much. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm using, I turn my pain into my passion or I found my passion through my pain. So I think that, and I also say that I wish I was one of those people that wanted to be in corporate America because at least I know what the outcome is. You don't know what this shit going to be like when you navigate through entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I never wanted to, and I'm thankful for my job. Don't get me wrong or anything, but I never wanted to clock in and out. Clocking in and out is my hell. <laughs> I always wanted to be my own boss and I may not have known what I wanted to do, but I knew for a fact that I wanted to work for myself. And I knew that at a very young age because yeah. I had a lot of businesses that fell. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yes. So I just think that I'm just really good at like, if I, I make my to-do list, I'm, I'm very old school. Like I write stuff down and I just knock it off my list. Now, are you also doing content creation for your social media in addition to creating, you know, recording podcast episodes and working with the coloring book? Uh, I Listen, I play content creation. Like it's just, it's people, don't get me wrong. It do works for others, especially if when you are in certain industries, but I feel like there's only so much I can do at this moment because my guests are anonymous. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, my content is you're going to hear an audiogram of the episode that's going to draw you to what's going on on that week's episode so I try to just do what's been working for me like I know sometimes it gets kind of hard because people like oh you should do this you should do that I will say that it took me forever and a thousand years to get on TikTok but I am now on TikTok at the PhD podcast and when no me when I tell you my numbers have been like jumping like crazy really girl I'm telling you I just got on TikTok just as a TikToker, like just to see what is all the hype, like within the last maybe month or so. And I just be on there scrolling hours and hours like, Lord, mm-hmm. I got I to gotta get better. But I didn't even think of leveraging it. Just yes, to- girl. You have so much content. Like how many episodes you got? 40? Maybe 20. Maybe 20. Girl, 20 episodes. Girl, take bits and pieces of those episodes and make an audiogram mm. and post it. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to do look at look at this. Look, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that. Okay, okay, okay. That, and I feel like I'll be honest. Even with with TikTok specifically, but even with my other platforms, I think for me, more recently, the biggest issue has been like showing up because I have felt this internal shift to kind of be like, let me scale back because I feel like people have felt entitled to my time and access to me. And so I felt like, let me kind of reel this in a little bit and keep things a little bit closer to the the cuff, but I don't even know. I'm like, it's okay to share. It's okay to kind of, you know, give those tidbits, but it's just, social media has been a little difficult lately. Like I'm like, y'all niggas get on my nerves. Like, but I think you also have to come to terms with it's okay not to respond. Like, because I feel like people want so much out of you. Oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Girl, you have to give me some type of coins because I didn't get here overnight. Like, I put in a lot of time, mm-hmm. money, sacrifices, losses. Like, mm-hmm. I put in a lot to get into this. And when people see these accolades, they be like, oh, oh, oh. But it's like, you know what type of, I put in over 10,000 hours. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I think that like me personally, I don't really care for social media, but when it comes to my business, no lie, social media has, has really helped me grow my business. Like I had words to my mother. I can't even explain the amount of 
the amount of growth I was able to accomplish with my social media and remind you I don't even have a lot of followers yeah and I I don't either I'm like I the at that at this point the numbers for follower follower wise don't even matter don't matter don't matter because just like you were able to find me I'm like I think the people that I want to attract that they'll yeah. it'll it'll work and, out exactly and then once you get to interact with them you go off of energy if the vibe yeah. ain't there it's a dub yeah right <laughs> no like legit okay so who has been aside from your your grandmother being kind of like the catalyst in the beginning who got you to the point to that point prior to her passing like what was your biggest motivator to kind of say you know what I know I want to be an entrepreneur I know I don't want to clock in clock out who kind of believed in you to to help you grow into your entrepreneurial aspirations like was there anybody that was like did you have a mentor was there anybody that was like let me help you out let me put you on game was there anybody that gave you any kind of help along the way oh that's a good question in all honesty I want to say no mm-hmm. and and that's not even to like because what I feel like I have met different people in my life that mm-hmm. have like shown me I feel like God has used God has shown me what I'm able to do mm-hmm. through others. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there was exactly a person who like, um, who brought me to entrepreneurship. I don't, I feel like one day when I was a kid, I just saw somebody selling something or maybe I saw like, you know, in New York, you'd be seeing people on the streets, whatever, or like, I don't know. I just always had this feeling of just being my own boss, but that's a really good question. But I don't know where it is the love for business came from because I always love business like I got my MBA like I always wanted to learn more mm-hmm. and especially with today's world like everything is changing like these that we like you can they teach you how to be an influencer in college yes. <laughs> crazy wild times right so it's just like there are so many opportunities out here even with your podcast like I always tell people like yo there are so many different ways you can make money off this podcast like I would have never thought that I would have had a coloring book. Yeah. I'm like, if I would have known y'all wanted a coloring book, I would have been did this shit a long time ago. <laughs> I like this. You know, I like reading, but you know, coloring, that's a different right. activity that, that taps into a different side of the brain. Right. And it's so cool because the, the images look like us. Like it looked like women that I know, women that places I go to, like in this second coloring book, oh my God, it's so fucking fire. Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm like, I didn't went to a page. I'm like, okay, let me find this. I'm going to have to, you know, do some, yes. do, some, do some research afterwards to see what I can get my hands on right now. Yes. I'm, I'm going to give you a code too. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Um, but that's okay. a really good question though, Mia. Nobody never really asked me that. You got me thinking. Let me tell you, cause I feel like as black women, we get all of these messages. Like your body is to this, your, you know, your personality is to that. Mm-hmm. um you know you're not gonna get a man if you don't do this like and I always wonder okay but what if it all works out like mm-hmm. you know I had I've had a lot of different women like you said that that were vessels for God's message that have helped to get me to this point so it's not just one but right. I always wonder like is this 
experience unique to me or you know are we all collective in this ecosystem experiencing something that you know flips that switch and then it sets us on a journey like because it's so many different things and I'm always just wondering like okay well what was it for you what how did you you know what got this to A to B like that kind of thing so you know but I also feel like it's just life like I always say that everything I need is either within me or within reach so I think that because of life and you know my life was not as easy as I would have liked it like I honestly feel like now this is my season mm-hmm. so for this to be my season I'm in my 30s that's a long for me it's not long because you know life can be short and I'm thankful but for the most part I'm healthy I'm thankful I'm happy but to be able to say that I'm in a space of like, okay, I'm starting to see shit pop off of me. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So I think that, but you know, I am thankful for all the, tri- the tribulations that I went through because I do feel like throughout my journey, I have been different versions of myself. Yes. But I am thankful for who I am now because I finally feel like myself, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I'm at home. Yes, yes, yes. You read, which this might be an easy question, but for some folks, you know, it take a little time. So have what was the most recent thing you read or you watched on TV or even like a documentary you saw or listened to musically, anything that has inspired, uh, uh, inspired you or that has kind of challenged your thinking in a way that it sets you on like a, a new path or a different path? Oh my God. So let's start with reading. So right now I am reading the Viola Davis book which is uh-huh. amazing but I just finished reading this other book I'm looking to see if I have it but it was this book I think the author is from um Africa uh-huh. and everybody in Africa was reading this book right so one of my friends was like oh you should get this book blase blase right so I'm searching for it and <laughs> I wanted to support it from a black owned bookstore but everywhere was sold out uh-huh. so I put in my story and I'm like oh my god can um can somebody please find this book for me why one of my listeners from Africa, she sent me the book. Oh yeah, The Sex Lives of African Women. Book is amazing. So one of my listeners from Africa, she brought this to my attention about the HIV um, episode. And she was like, yo, the women in America are just so free. And when you read this book, I mean, there's Black people everywhere. Mm-hmm. But our experiences, oh my God, eye-opening. Like heartbreaking, eye-opening, but like, it was just amazing. So that's definitely one of my favorite books. Um, something that I'm watching, I'm loving the first uh the first lady on Showtime. I didn't know that was out yet. Yeah. I don't have Showtime, so I'll be like, I'll be trying to somebody send me their password. <laughs> but but I did not know that was out yet. I, I I saw that she's been doing like you know interviews with Oprah and stuff, but I thought that was for the book and not for the show. Girl, I think the show is good. I mean, she's been getting a lot of uh flack about it because they don't like how she's portraying it but I mean I read Michelle Obama's book I mean listen Michelle Obama's gonna always be the first lady of the United States of America Hell but yeah. Michelle Obama's also from Chicago so I think how how she's given up in the show I think that's it's how more of a, a, a truer <laughs> depiction <laughs> yeah so um I love that show and I also kind of like low-key like I'm not uh I'm not um what's the word like, I low-key like politics, but I'm not, like, comfortable speaking about it out loud. Yes. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. And what I'm listening to, oh, my God, Kendrick Lamar, nonstop. I, 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 I did not know I needed it. Until Me like neither. I, and it's even, 
<laughs> even the song with Taylor Page. Um, it it's it's a beautiful body of work, which is Kendrick. So I didn't expect anything less. But the conversation starters that this oh. album will have, beautiful. I hope it will have. I'm just like, this is what I want from rap. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good hood jam, you know, as the, t- what's the guy Andre or TikToker says. But I'm like, but this is like, this is what we need right now. Oh, it's beautiful. So like, so timely, right? Girl. Cause it's, it's, it's been rough and I'm like, and it seems like this shit is a cycle. It's, it's just this cyclical trauma that we have to go through. Yeah. But for me, at least music helps to. No, for everybody that's black, you ain't the only one. There's a lot going on in the world and you just gotta just stay close to what brings you happy and stay prayed mm-hmm. up because man, this world would tear you apart. Hell, I mean, yeah. damn near try every day. <laughs> every every day <laughs> by my little edges, I just be like, come on, God. Like, what do I do now? Life is life and baby. Oh, what? Okay, so what's your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song yet? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I think I, I like Mira. Mm-hmm. I like um I love the song with Summer Walker. Yes. Oh, that was a pleasant surprise. I was like, okay, sorry. With Ghostface Killer? I said, okay, Kenny. Okay. He gave what it's supposed to give. Yes. Um, I love um I like the song with Kodak. You know. <laughs> I know. I got my issues with Kodak, but I was I know. Like, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm gonna let that slide because you on this song. Like he he his presence on the album felt so like like it was meant to like he needed like we needed to have him there like I I liked have hearing Kodak on you know the the what was it interlude and then the other song like uh Rich or something yes 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 I feel the same way like I feel like I mean obviously a lot of people have their um opinions about Kodak but not for nothing I love him on this album yes it it i was like yes like okay this this is this is it uh i'm down i ain't even gonna complain i had zero complaints um so yeah i yeah i thought it was amazing even with the um mother i'm sober yes i think that's what it's called yeah and auntie diaries oh my god auntie diaries i think is what got me the most because I wasn't expecting it and I feel like in the black community but especially with men those are not conversations that are had openly right if at all and so it's like to have someone speak on it from his from his perspective but also in a way that it felt loving it felt accepting I'm like people may have their issues with how you know how the song went or whatever but I'm just like at the end of the day this is a black man acknowledging the trans experience. Right. And I'm like, what more can you ask for right now in, in rap? Right. Right. I love this. Like, I never was like a, a big uh, Kendrick Lamar fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen to his music, whatever, but like, not like how I listen to it, like this CD, like this CD, nonstop. 
Yeah, I I go in and out. I will say Damn was probably my favorite album. Like I I can't say that I've listened to a a bunch like to pimp a butterfly I, I like but I was like oh it's cute and I, I never went back to it but damn I'm like I go back to that but this mm-hmm. I've been playing it on repeat I'm like okay non-stop I love it yeah anything that's gonna bring um light bring information bring clarity bring um awareness mm-hmm. uh, bring accountability <laughs> I'll take it I'll take it any day okay so so what else, what else, what, what are you listening to? What else um, has kind of been, what has been your, your day-to-day routine right now? Like, I know before we started recording, you just talked about how, like, as in the words, Issa, like, it's your time, like, everybody get ready. So what, what have you done to kind of make sure that your days are intentional and that you are focused and, you know, ready for whatever? Um, honestly, I just been just be, I just be working like, <laughs> like I'm just knocking things off my to-do list. Cause like, I do have a bigger picture. Like I want the professional home girl to be a household name and I know it will be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just thinking of different ways of how I can just inject that into households, especially households that look like mine, you know? Okay. So if I'm not either like posting my videos on TikTok, if I'm not emailing people, introducing myself about the podcast whatever if I'm not reaching out to people who I feel like would be a good fit for me to be on their platform um if I'm not researching I research a lot because I'm always trying to find show find episodes or find conversations that I know a lot of people are not talking about Mm -hmm. and just because like I feel like in today like and no shade no tea like I get it sex sales and like all this other stuff a lot of stuff is popular but like I feel like there's a way that you can still put the medicine in the candy yeah hell yeah you put the candy in the medicine and I feel like that's what I do in my show because, you know, sometimes I be having my moms like, damn, what am I going to talk about now? Like, I talk about everything under the sun. <laughs> but then next thing you know, life happens every different day. And how many people is in the, on the, in, in the earth? Like 8 million, 8 billion, some shit? Like, it's, it's a billion, maybe 3 billion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I just always try and find inspiration. Like one of my most... Uh, you know what back to your last question when you asked me about which episode transformed me I would have to say one of the episodes that really like impacted me in like in an amazing way was I interviewed a deaf girl I had to hire uh, um remind you all of my guests are black women for the most part right Right. or women of color Mm -hmm. and I had to hire a um interpreter to have a conversation with her and hands down top five for me wow top five because I think that you know I think the beauty of Kendrick Lamar CD is like you so many people can see themselves in his body of art and that's a rapper mm-hmm. and that's what I always wanted to do when it came to my platform I want to make sure that every black girl whether you from the hood whether you was you grew you came from money whether you are deaf blind you know that in, within the professional home girl you're gonna always see yourself yeah a lot of our lived experiences are similar and I think like you said before people just don't want to talk about it people don't want to share the wealth like when I, when I thought about starting the podcast and I was reaching out to people, asking questions, just trying to figure it out, it was almost like pulling teeth. And I'm like, damn, like, I would think either you're going to tell me you charge a fee or you would want to help because you see yourself in me. Like you, you get, right. you get the journey, you get, you get the plan. But that's one thing that I was like, I never want to be the person that 
turn someone down or says no. Like I want to help wherever I can. I don't care what time of day it is. Folks be texting me all the time with stuff. And I'm like, I'll figure out how I can play a part because I know how hard it is, especially right. being a black woman. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we got two strikes against us. I tell people that all the time, being black and being a woman. Yeah. And, you know, I think at one point I thought things were getting better, but now I'm, I'm more concerned that people have gotten so comfortable that they aren't trying to figure it out. Yes, yes, yes. Like <laughs> it's weird. And I'm like, no, 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 this this ain't the route we need to be going down. Like, and we also need to be sharing these stories and telling these stories so that history does not repeat itself. Or at least if it does, we're informed in a way that we can make better decisions. We can make quicker change. Cause I noticed that that's also like a trend. Like people don't even, you know, Jack Carlin didn't even know who Brandy was. And I'm like, dude, I get you 23 and I get your white, but it's Brandy. Child, that's another conversation. <laughs> like boy bye Jackman, but i'm just like how you there's no way you know ray j and don't know brandy because i'm sorry but if we keeping it a buck don't nobody know ray j without brandy unless he you know him as dorian because she was moesha so i'm like what are you talking about so but i think that 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 was an indicator of where like gen z is right now where they just we're we're not we're not as the millennials, the bridge generation, we're not sharing and retelling the stories, kind of like how our 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 old our elders used to do. Like they used to oh, sit, yeah. down, sit us down and you know go, but they'll be rambling on stuff. But those stories continue, and I think it kind of has stopped with us because we are we're we're weighed down with so much, right? You know? But I think that's the difference between old heads and OGs because the OG going to put you on a game. Mm-hmm. Old heads is going to be talking about mad shit that ain't got nothing to do with shit. Nothing. So, and I think that when it comes to legacy, like for me, like it's important for me to help. Like I'm not going to overextend myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to show you how to fish, but then you got to go out there and fish because I feel like the more people you help within life, the longer your legacy would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's something you can Google because when I first started, I mean, to this day, I love Google. I Google every single thing. So if you can't sit up there and Google, then it's like, you don't want to help yourself. You just want to do it for you. And you're not yeah. going to get the same results that I got because I'm me. <laughs> These folks, well, this, this new trend of living the soft life, I was telling somebody yesterday, I was like, I'm, I'm all for it. And I definitely feel like I'm trying to make like incremental changes to where by 40, Y'all not gonna be y'all not gonna be bothering me. Y'all not gonna be stressing me out. You know, I will try to outsource and you know delegate what I can so that you know this transition into Lyrich Auntie phase is seamless. Like because right. you know the way the way the maternal fatality rates are looking, I was like, I don't know if kids is in the cards, but you know. I'll, I'll take care of some. I'll take care of some some nieces and nephews. Give me a guy, baby. I'll, right. I'll play with her. You know, I'll play with him. But it's just. But these are realities. These are decisions that we have to think about now. Yeah. Like having children was not a debate twenty years ago. Either mm-hmm. you do it or you don't. And if you didn't, then you know everybody's giving you the cross eyes. Like, what, what's wrong with her? But right. now it is truly like a life or death decision and you know but we're, we're, we're gonna switch gears just a little bit more so 
I ask all my guests this, um, what are some things you do for self-care? What does self-care look like for you? So I love to spend a bag. So I like to go shopping. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm loving it. Especially when it's not my bag. <laughs> go. Um, I love to walk. I love to like get my nails done, get my hair done. I'm such a girl's girl. So whatever that's going to make me feel and look good, I'm with the shits. <laughs> but when you look good, like it changes your whole demeanor. Like you carry yourself with an extra little, like, what's up? Like I tell mm-hmm. them, don't, don't catch me with my hair and my nails done. Right. Oh, bitch, you could cancel Christmas. Like what? Like this is your present right here, nigga. <laughs> with a bow. <laughs> with a bow. Right. So I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm the same. And I be so close all the time. I just wish that somebody would just give me that credit card, give me a million dollars, and I could show you what I could do with it. I'll invest some, but listen, I'm trying to be on my young Miami shit, okay? Listen, minus the argument on Twitter, because I got time for that shit. Like, we're not doing that. No. Girl, she said, okay, how many times she posts them? I'm still not getting off. <laughs> I said, I know that's real, Carisha. <laughs> Carisha said, bitch, we both fucking with a millionaire. Fuck you, me. <laughs> Like, we all can get a piece of the pie. Like, you got Tuesdays, Thursdays. What's his said? I'll take the weekend. Like, right. like, come on now. It's Diddy. He's community dick. Sorry, but listen, you know, he, <laughs> he has provided ample opportunities for women. <laughs> listen, for if you give us some community dick and it's worth a billion dollars, you better make sure you know how to use it. It's handled. Okay. Olivia Pope is handled. Exactly. Period. <laughs> I'm like, right. you ain't got to worry about me. Just, just give me an opportunity. I show you. I appreciate. I promise. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, we, 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 we'll wrap it on up. And I, I always say I try to keep these episodes short, but I'm like, I really just want people to feel like you're sitting in or listening in on a conversation, literally with homegirls, literally with people that are like you having these same conversations. Because I know folks are talking about this kind of stuff. They just. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, they want to like, you know, play it cute or play into respectability politics. And I'm like, no, you're going to get the whole me because nobody's going to ever be able to tell my story or say that they know me. Yes, yes, yes. But this has been a pleasure. So I got one last question, the signature question to end it all. Um, what is a mantra or a word of advice that you live by or that you would share with a young woman on this journey like you? Um, so one of my favorite ones that my grandma used to always tell me as a young girl is don't take any wooden nickels. And so I used to be like, what the hell does that mean? Right. Wooden and silver. <laughs> and she used to always be like, don't take no bullshit. Like stand your ground, hold your tits out and be confident and have conviction and know who you are. Because as you get older and you go through mad shit, especially when you elevate in life, for every new level, there's a new devil. Mm. So I will always tell women, like, know who you are and stand tall in it. Yes. No, like, for real. Stand up in it. Okay. Okay. I I, I feel that 100%. A thousand percent. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Listen, Grandma. Listen, shout out to Nana. She was about some things. I feel like she was, she was <laughs> you know, a hot stepper in her time. Oh, my grandma was that bitch. Respectfully. Where she, now, where was she from? New York. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 He was a boss. Like, oh my God, a, a, a boss. Like I am not who I am if it wasn't for her and the professional homegirl definitely wouldn't 
would not be here if it wasn't for her. Yes, I love it. I love it. And you know what? She probably moved through you every day. Like them days when it's the hardest is like, uh uh-uh, girl, let's go ahead and get this. Let's get up and get finished. We got this. Not for nothing. It's kind of good that you out in that space because you stand out. So wherever you got going with this uh, coffee book, this coffee table book, whatever, like girl, hustle because you're a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. It's one thing being Black in Atlanta, but to be here where there isn't necessarily a vast representation of the different types of lives you can live as a person of color, mm-hmm. um, this helps to give people motivation, to give the kids motivation. Yeah. You know, oh, I so I can have blonde braids, work at one of the top tech companies, and you know, be cussing on the weekends and doing hood rat shit with my friends. Like, right? Yes. Um, I'm telling you, just look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. Because that's one one thing about me. Like, once I get settled in and like move and all this other good stuff, like I'm going back home because I know in New York, like obviously my name is not as big as I would like it to be as of yet. Mm-hmm. but I know that I can do it faster back at home yes yes so, yes since you're in a new space girl run it up we're gonna have to we're gonna have to child oh well this conversation was it was it was it poured into me just as much as I hope it pours into everybody else like but I'm grateful for it I'm grateful for this interaction I'm grateful for this meeting me too um, so Ebony, tell tell everybody where can they find you? Where can they find PHG podcast? Kind of run down the credits. And I'll include all of this in the episode notes, but just so everyone can hear it if you want to be typing as you're listening. Yeah, so you can find me at the website at www.thepshgpodcast.com. The podcast is available everywhere. We're on every podcast audio that you can think of. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the PHG podcast at the professional home girl. Um, also we are growing. So whatever support that you have, you can support by buying a coloring book and buying merch, or you can buy me a coffee because doing this is not easy and it is not free. So you can buy me a coffee.com, uh, forward slash the PHG podcast or the patreon.com for the PHG podcast. And, and if you have a story, I was going to say, yes, if, yes. We, if we have people that want to be a guest on the podcast. Yes, you can email me at hello at the phcpodcast.com. And it's also on the site too. Yes. So don't act like y'all don't know. Don't be asking me. Don't text me. You hear it. I'm, I'll include it in the notes. But these stories are important. These stories literally like give, you, you don't know who you're going to touch, who you're going to impact. Yeah. So be open to sharing, be open to spreading that wealth and and the wealth of knowledge that you have, because you might think your story is just regular degular, but that regular degular might help, you know, Sally Sue in South Dakota, or you never know. Like, I always say that your story can be, your storyline can be someone else's lifeline. Hello. Yeah. So you just, I'm serious. You just never know, man. That's why I don't hold nothing back. I love it. Oh my gosh. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> this girl right here. I'm gonna have to fire my uh therapist. <laughs> not just playing down, I can fire you. But 
this has been great like when I say you have dropped so many gems oh thank you sis I love it I um it's just refreshing um you know and to meet people like me close to my age doing this because oftentimes you see people either they're already at that point or you know they're at the beginning trying to get it they're looking to me for help and I'm like well shit I don't have all the answers but being in kind of like this on the precipice of what's next that that next big thing it's it's a nice little a nice little sweet spot to be in so kind of you know enjoy it before everything kind of you know takes off and I wish the same for you because I know it's coming oh I'm telling it's go season (laughs) I'm telling you I feel it like this is it well, I can't wait to witness it. Um, like I said, I'm following you on Instagram now, so I'm be watching. I'm gonna follow you now. I'm a, I'm a send. If there's anybody that reaches out, they got questions, I'm gonna send them to you. Like I just love this idea of just sharing these stories. So, you know, I hope y'all enjoy it too. Um, thank so, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, I I was just more than thrilled that you even found me because I'm like, it really, you just feel like you're talking into the void sometimes. And I'm like, well, damn, like, you know, ain't nobody listen to this shit. Like, it's whatever. But, you know. I don't think that. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised how many people are, are listening and watching you. Just keep going. Listen, I remember when I started off with, I used to get excited when I had five niggas listening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, just keep going, man. I'm telling you, everything you need is within you or within reach. And now you have a contact within me. So like, just keep going. It's it's only up from here. It's up and it's stuck. <laughs> oh. All right, y'all. Well, this has been another just like groundbreaking, impactful episode of Since Y'all Don't Read. And thank you all again. I just wish you well in this next season of life for everyone. So thank you, Ebony. Thank you. And bye, everyone. Bye. Follow Since Y'all Don't Read on Instagram at Since Y'all Don't Read. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.